Hello and welcome to the Sobo Lens Podcast. This is Jim and Joe sharing their stories and life experiences. Sobo today for a better tomorrow. This is Life Through the Sobo Lens. Good evening everyone out there. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sober Lens Podcast for November 19th, 2020. I'm Joe, and as always, I'm joined by Jim, my favorite co-host. Hey, Jim. Hey, what's going on, guys? So, uh, I'm coming to you tonight with a heavy heart. Uh, I had quite a long day and week. Uh, Jim knows, but I don't know if you viewers know, but my grandfather did pass away. And uh, today was his funeral and um, all family get-together and everything. So, uh not the most ideal situations, but I, as always, I look forward to this time with you and Jim because it's my catharsis every week, and it's good to have here, and uh, let's all just say prayers for him, and let's hope that uh, he's at peace, and hopefully he is somewhere out there in a different world, a different time, somewhere else with his family and loved ones, and God, and his dogs, all of his dogs over the years, whom he loved more than people. <laughs> um, so I hope he's up there, out there, wherever he is. Um, so that leads me into what I want to talk about tonight. Um, tonight, I just want to talk about ultimately, you know, where alcohol consumption will lead you. And uh, that's right in the pine box. Uh, many of you know that... Uh, you know, people end up getting things as a result of their drinking, such as cirrhosis of the liver, which my grandfather had and didn't even know. And it leads to a whole multitude of, of other issues in your body that you don't know about if you don't go to the doctor like like he didn't because he was anti-doctor, anti-hospital. <clears throat> a lot of people out there like that. I know Jim's not too fond of the hospitals and doctors as well, as I'm not as well either. So... uh I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a bad subject, but it, it does ultimately lead to a shortened death, um, you know, a shortened life rather. Um, cirrhosis of the liver is no joke. Um, and my grandfather, uh, you know, he he quit heavy drinking, you know, thirty years ago. But he he had wine, you know, every night. Uh, you know, wine glass or two here, big glass, but it was enough to. Uh, you know, keep the liver not, you know, regenerating. And then in the end, it, it probably led to his death, um, most likely. But, you know, he is my last grandfather left. And he is also the last male in my family of many, including his father and my father's father and, and uncles on both sides and whatnot that, ultimately died as a result of drinking and, 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 you know, some drugs and other issues, but mostly all liver related, which led to other things and bad hearts. And, um, my father's father actually died. Um, he quit drinking for 30, 40 years, as well as my, um, grandfather who just died's father. But people don't know that it weakens the heart muscles and the the arteries, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and things like that, and that's ultimately what got him. My, I know there was a very famous heart surgeon who happened to be, I believe, the Mass General doctor who was there when my 
grandfather was a patient and died and did, you know, his uh, heart surgeries on him, my father's dad I'm talking of. And he said it wasn't the smoking, Mr. Powers, that got him. It was the drinking. It, it, it ended up weakening his heart muscles. So when you do have a heart attack, it just, it, it was hanging on by the thread on the last one. And once those arteries are hanging like that, um, it's like a string. And once the last one goes, that's it. Um, I don't think any of my grandfathers lived past late 70s, 77-ish, 78-ish. They were all between, I want to say, 74, 78. Um, so it, 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 it will get you. It will catch up to you. Um, and even today, I was advising my, my cousins and whatnot who were, you know, obviously grieving. Um, Italian and Irish families, that's... You know, as Jim would know, a lot of the grieving process does surround, you know, involve drinking and uh, a lot of them. But they're all young. They're in their 20s. And but I just, you know, I tried to talk to them and say, you know, just as long as you can have a few. But those few end up becoming more if you let it get to you more the way that some people do. If, if you get wild. If you, yeah. And, you gotta, and, if you can if you can moderate it you know, cool, you know, but if you, I can't, so I don't drink. Right. And neither, and you know, I can't either. And I, I was telling my cousins that, and you know, my sister and uh, she was okay. I mean, she was drinking wine as was, um, you know, some of my aunts probably that are not sober. My auntie and a God bless her as a few years sober from drugs and other things and, and alcohol. But, um, you know, the other, the other people, you know, they were drinking and grieving, and it's totally normal. Their father was, too. And, you know, his brothers were there. One has been sober for many years because he had, um, you know, gotten in a lot of trouble over the years with the drinking. And I actually got to talk to him today, and um, I forgot to get his number. He wanted to listen to our podcast. Uh, he's a great guy, and he looks so much better than, you know, when I used to see him. And uh, so God bless him, and, you know, we got to talking and I, you know, I, I told him I had a year, a year sober in about a month and he was so happy to hear that. And he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, you got to stop. He goes, you know, what's the alternative? You know what it is. And I said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you, you only get one go around, you know? Yep. Uh... I was happy to see him and, you know, but I, I just, you know, I cautioned, you know, family and their girlfriends and friends you know just just don't overdo it um have fun today and grieve and be happy with each other but just try to you know just try to keep it safe and don't drive obviously the usuals but you know i, I did tell them how you know i started out like that at their age and their you know late teens early 20s and it was only on weekends and and you know weekend warriors we call it uh, my dad always said that term <laughs> I, I, I've been there. I was <laughs> me and you were nightly warriors. <laughs> Week, yeah. Weekend weekend warrior turns into week warrior. It does, and then you you know you it's... you get home at three a.m. and you got to get up at six and go to work, and it's not a good look. So. Oh, especially when you work with the public. Oh, what a shit show that is. You know, we're better off where we are. We are, we are, and I I I hope that. You know, by the time that my cousins are my age, you know, and they they have kids like us, and you know, they'll see the bad stuff about it like we do now, rather than the good stuff. And I, 
you know, I, I caution them, you know, look at who's in the pine box over there in the church. You know, that is the result of drinking. The last 10 years of his health declining are from the drinking. And, you know, it, it, it's just, it is the end result. You will be in the pine box someday. Everyone will be. Why make it sooner? Why, why when it's something that gives you an instant gratification, but you feel like shit the whole next day, and, and eventually it will shorten your lifespan? Just like cigarettes and smoking. I mean, it, it, people know these things, and, and as, as did we. You know, but it's... The, the the thing is, you can you can preach to people, but they're not going to do it until they're ready. That's what it is. You have to be ready, and people can get on you, and people can say, "Oh, you should cut back," and mm-hmm. you know, I think in whatever, if you need rehab, if you need this, if it's court order, you you have to be ready. None of it's going to work unless you're ultimately ready. And like they say, give it up to God. That Absolutely. that's it. I think uh, it was years that, you know, uh, my father obviously always spoke to me about it. You know, before I drank, after I drank, he's just anti-alcohol from his own family demons. Um, but uh, look at he, look uh, at people that would come over your house for a party, you know, with, with, <laughs> with pregame the party or with pregame the concert. And they'd be like, are you too serious? And we'd be like, yeah, <laughs> but we found, you know, we found where, where we need to be. We were we were Ronzo Gonzo before the guest came. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Um, well, uh, you know, I'm glad you know I was able to get that off my chest. I feel a lot better after an emotional day. So thank that's you, what, you and the listeners for hearing that's, me. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I um I tried some new hot sauces this week. Um, actually, I I'd like to uh I'd like Jim to try them. Uh, Secret Advoc Habanero. Really, really good. And uh, Dirty Dicks, uh, the name is very funny. It's it's not just a clever name. They make a good product. Uh, I loved that all week I was able to tell Jim and, and, and family and friends that uh, someone left a box of Dirty Dicks on my doorstep. Uh, I just thought that was funny, and then I'd send them the picture of the hot sauce. <laughs> I got a whole box of Dirty Dicks on my doorstep. I was just saying it all week to family, friends, and coworkers. <laughs> It gave me a chuckle. <laughs> you need it, especially this past week. Yeah, that's amen, amen, buddy. Uh, I love you. Um, I'm thank you for always being there for me. I just want to say it again. That's, that's what I'm here for, man. That's what friends are for. You know, that's if you don't have friends like Joe, you need to get yourself. You need to you need to get a good a good friend base and people that are going to cheer you on in sobriety and life. Your, through your ups and your downs and your uh, strengths and your, yep. your your failures and your triumphs. And that's what the nightly affirmation was tonight. Yeah. I, I just saw that now after I uh, yeah. awakened from my little uh, siesta. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, a, it was a, I actually changed it up and it was, a, it was a dedication to all those that have gone before us and, you know, just saying we miss them and we love them and we'll see them again and that they're going to, that they watch over us and we'll pray for them and that's it. You know, that's yeah. what we got. Um, so I actually tried a hot sauce this past week too. Yes. Uh, it was uh pepper palace again, pepperpalace.com for all your needs. If they want to sponsor the podcast and send us hot sauces, I'll review them. Uh, anyway, 
I had their pineapple serrano pepper hot sauce. Ooh. It was delicious. It was a medium, kind of like a, a medium feel. Um, my wife actually tried it too. She thinks she she's not a hot sauce beginner. She's more of a novice, kind of like the next rung. Mm-hmm. Um, she enjoyed it. I we had it on shrimp, so it was it was pretty good. It was it was light, so I figured it would go good with shrimp. It would probably go good with fish, uh, any type of seafood. Nice. Um, they they make a good product, and it's it's like Disney World for hot sauce aficionados and people who like hot sauce. I gotta uh, get on that. <laughs> I think I it's, get on I, that. I think it's it's free shipping. If you order like sixty bucks or more, which is only a you know two or three bottles, and you're there, and they'll ship it free to your house. Cool. So, pretty I, pretty uh, good. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, check that out. So uh, yeah, uh, basically the uh, the dirt, both uh, both dirty dicks and the secret habanero. There is a fruit undertone, um, more so the dirty dicks. Um, I noticed especially when I had it on like rice and beans and stuff, which I usually, you know, would use like a vinegar based hot sauce or like more of a, like a Cajun kind of orangey feel. Um, even, you know, I'll even throw the spicy yellow uh, gringo bandito on that stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for the, the rice and beans unless you really love like the fruity kind of hot sauces. Um, mango, maybe mango. I, I couldn't tell what it was, but it, it's really good. It's just for what I used it for, I don't recommend. Um, probably more so for meats and whatnot. Chicken probably is bomb with it. Um, but I know I think Jim would really, really like them, uh, especially the Secret Oddvark. And he'll probably love the Dirty Dicks if he le- from the one he just tried. Yeah, right. So I, I'll get to all that. Like I said in previous podcasts, I do the hot sauce exchange with my brother. And I only... I have a rule in my house where I only open one sauce at a time because mm-hmm. I could, you know, then there'd be 12 open and it'd be like, you're taking up too much room in the fridge. You know, what's going on? Cause I, I, I put all my hot sauce in the fridge after I open them. Cause I think they're best refrigerated. I think they last a little longer. Right. So I usually do, uh, I usually do one at a time, but I did open the pineapple Serrano from pepper palace to have one to try. Cause I had a feeling you were going to, pull out an, uh, a segment of hot sauce hooligans in this episode cool and that's i tried it nice. so. awesome um i i do recommend the ones to you and to our listeners that i tried um i also recommend some music so i've been getting you know mostly for uh you know nostalgia and memories purposes into the christmas spirit this week and i've been listening to christmas stuff um not so much the ones you hear all the time, you know, the Mariah Carey's and whatnot. Christmas, but... I didn't even Thanksgiving yet, man, come on. <laughs> I know, I know. It's early, and I am always the one that hates that kind of shit. I'm, until... I'm just busting them, I gotta give you a hard time. <laughs> no, no, it, I'm usually anti, you know, especially Halloween and, and Thanksgiving time, but I, I just... I fell into it and mostly I'm into the jazz stuff uh, because, you know, I love jazz just like you and um, the lounge Christmas music. Really cool because, I mean, the ones with the words get tired after a while, yet the instrumental stuff, uh, even if it has like a little lounge singing spot, it they're, they're more, they're different. They're all different. They're all completely different, yet they still 
you can tell what song it is, which is great as opposed to the ones you hear all the time, every year. So I will interject real quick and just say uh, you were said you were getting into the Christmas spirit and the jazz stuff. Uh, I just saw Dave Grubeck mm-hmm. released a Christmas time uh, album. They re-released it or Ooh. something, so check that out. Uh, all oh, you, all you jazz cats out there. That sounds great. I got to check that out uh, right after we leave. <laughs> um, the one that, Jim, I was going to send you, I just haven't had time because all the all the shit going on this week. Oh, understood. Um, so. um, it was on the car again today when I was driving uh, to the city. Um, a Rat Pack Christmas by Lounge Noir. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a great lounge jazz band. Um, you can listen on Spotify, Amazon, any of that stuff. The Rat Pack Christmas. It's instrumental. It's awesome. Um, Christmas Lounge is good. Snowy Jazz uh, album. What it was the other one? Lounge Noir is just, I mean, that's a standout for me. Uh, the Winton Marcellus Christmas stuff is great. He's a great jazz man. Um, Michael Silverman Jazz Piano Trio has a few. Um, all the New Orleans-based Christmas albums. I, I, I was trying to find the one before we came on the end that I was listening to. And I can't, uh, I'm looking and looking, but I took a picture of some of them. I'm trying to figure out which ones I had. Uh, so I told you about the Rat Pack. Snowy Jazz 2018. Oh, the New York Jazz stuff is great too. New York Jazz Trio, Christmas Songs and Classics. They're awesome. Uh, but then, you know, I also threw on the, uh, oh, oh, it was Ellis, Mar- Ellis Marcellus. I don't know if there's a relation, maybe. And uh, a New Orleans Christmas Carol, that was a really good one. But I I also listened to um, the Home Alone soundtrack, 30th Anniversary, which is great. I have the vinyl from last year, the colored green vinyl. So now they have both the instrumental stuff that was done. Um, I think it was John Williams, but don't quote me. It might have been done by John Williams. Oh, it might have been Danny Elfman, actually. who nice. does who, from Simpsons fan. Oh, Simpsons and Beetlejuice, all the Tim Burton stuff. Basically uh, everything. <laughs> everything. Um, which I always loved the instrumental stuff like the dun, 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 the opening theme yep. and the you know the dun, 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 like all that stuff on Home Alone. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, for the next twenty minutes, Joe's just gonna hum Christmas songs. <laughs> <laughs> but yet this version, the new this these thirtieth anniversary ones also have the Tom Petty stuff that's in the movie, the, you know, the run, run Rudolph, the, the, the things you hear in the movie, which aren't the instrumental stuff. So apparently this green colored vinyl that I got last year is going for almost a thousand dollars on eBay. So I don't know if it was like a limited edition. I'm not selling it, uh, but I could probably make a quick coin on it because the, the red ones that came out this year, I'm like, didn't I buy this last year? I was going to get it and i'm like i could have swore i bought this but it was a green color vinyl so i don't know if they're limited presses but they are going for big money on ebay um and then i just wanted to say i also listened to a couple of the classic albums like a perry como christmas andy williams christmas album and gene autry the uh the singing cowboy himself uh who you know who would have thought the guy that would come up with rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh you know frosty and all that stuff would be a singing cowboy it's just I find that funny. My grandfather always got a chuckle out of that. Whatever um, works, right? Right. And I mean, those have, I mean, how much money is his family and estate made from those songs alone? Uh, but yeah, that, 
it's just you know these are the great ones i love sinatra christmas i know jim probably does too yeah that that'll be on soon uh beach boys christmas will be played in fact i saw they just re-released it on vinyl i was thinking about getting uh the beach boys because that's there's not a bad track on that christmas album that was always big uh christmas eve and my house would listen to that and we'd listen to alvin and the chipmunks christmas oh, and that's we house. would listen to jackson five christmas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. basically yep. uh them and the back chipmunks back back. that was uh my mother's favorite those two uh you know i i could pit, i could picture your dad and your family with the beach boy stuff that must have been fun well, we were all excited for Christmas. They were basically like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, uh, well, I'm it's, glad. It's, uh, it's fun waiting for Santa, you know. I know. I'm so happy that, you know, my daughter gets to experience that now that and your son soon. Absolutely. You know, because they're getting older. And by next year, your son will be more cognitive of it like Angelina is this year. And uh I, I just, I'm so happy, and she's already, everything I put on the TV, she's been watching the Disney Christmas stuff, and she's like, Christmas, 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 <laughs> Santa Claus, Santa Claus, <laughs> Santa Claus, it sounds like, uh, what the fuck are Robster Claus from, uh, <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a fun time for sure. Mm-hmm. So, as far as uh, stuff for me for music, uh, I've been digging... It's funny you say instrumental because I've been digging uh, a lot of trip hop, which is trip hop, hip hop, and mm-hmm. uh, just putting on like break beats. Nice. And I can wear uh, one headphone when I do my, I can wear one headphone at my job. Oh, cool. And I have a pair of wireless headphones. So I feel like if I put on the trip hop and uh, the instrumental stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I have a soundtrack going. Yeah. <laughs> Right. While I work for the day. Yep. So it's pretty good. That's awesome. I mean, I wish I could listen to, you know, I can't in my line of work. I work with the public. I wish I could listen to music because I, you know, that used to give me peace, especially when you and I worked together downtown Boston. And I would always have, you know, me and you would always be bumping headphones on the trains and buses and all that. Um, and I it, I just miss it because now I, I don't get time unless I'm in the car. You know, it, it's... It's hard, you know, especially when, with the kids. And you'll know when your son's getting a little older this year and running around. It it just gets harder and harder to yeah, find. He, to... <laughs> he is now. It's I'm trying to sp- I try and spin records here and there, and mm-hmm. I, I gotta get him in where you can. You, you have know? to. Uh, I uh, yeah. I just I I I hope everyone out there, you know, if if you have you know any family and friends, just cherish them this season. Listen to records together. Listen to music, Christmas songs. Uh, try to see them. I, you know, I regret not uh, seeing, you know, my my grandfather as much the last few years. Not that he was the easiest person to visit either. I mean, everyone knows he was the Grinch himself. Um, you know, he was a, you know, just not a, a people person. I love him regardless, but you know, he he was rough around the edges, and there were days when you know you didn't feel like he wanted you there. And and some some people are rough around the edges. Everyone has that family. Yeah, and you have to just make the best out of it. And you know, it could be you know COVID, Christmas, or whatever. Just call people, Facetime them, whatever you got to do. If you can't see them in person, you can still. It's not the same as seeing someone, but right. give people a call. Let them know you're okay. Yeah. Or you're not okay. You know, talk to them and 
uh, just air, air stuff out and make memories and we'll get through this all together and we'll, we'll hope for better days. That's all we can do. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I just, I, I hope people realize that the end game, the end result is ultimately, you know, the grave. And, and that's why we do what we do because there isn't, you know, any coming back that we know of other than maybe Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we you, you have to just find a way if you can cut it down, stop. It's never it's never too late. And to those to those listeners out there, if you need help, if you want to connect, reach out to us. Uh, we're always available on social media, and that's what we're here for. Yep. Again, I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I started this for primarily for my own self to, to heal from alcohol and to help, to help people. Uh, that's why I asked you to come aboard and you, you saw the light and you were getting sober and you, you said, yeah, and here we are. So we're, this is episode nine and we're nine episodes in and I'm not stopping. So well, it's funny early, keep up. earlier, Jim mentioned, uh, you know, you won't stop unless you're ready. And that's so true. Like, I, you know, you know, my coworker Phil for years had, had talked to me and talked to me and, and, and my father and this and that. And I just, you know, you, you, I wasn't ready. And, and I would just, you know, yeah, okay. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay though. You know, whatever, whatever the answers are, you're not going to stop until you're ready. And, and once you are, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's difficult, but it, it's a beautiful thing. Cause I feel like there isn't something that was controlling me anymore. I remember there were days where I said, I'm, I'm not going to drink, but I, I went to the liquor store on the way home or I went to the bar on the way home after a shit day. And I, some <laughs> days I went to the bar in the liquor right, store. Right. That's <laughs> ended up being at the end for me. I would hit up two or three bars and then hit a liquor store right before my house exit. So, uh, and it's just, I know now that if, I mean, if I ever went back, I'd be just, I'm not going back, but I, if I did, it would be a shit show. To, to me, I have too many days to give up now, and I'm, I'm, like I said, it clicked. It clicked with me this last time. I had actually uh, stopped after my birthday in uh, June of 2019. Then I started up again because I went to New Orleans for a bachelor party and but I I, I always said uh, I had a wedding to go to that August and I always said the day after the wedding was when I'm quitting and that's when I quit and here I am. God bless you. You, you, you did it. I, I, don't, I don't have there, there's no time to there's no time to play games anymore and it was time. You know I was getting I was getting a little out of control and you know, like I said, I, I want to be known for being well known for being sober as I was when I was drunk. Right. And that's going to be an affirmation coming up a little uh, tidbit, but you, you can do it. I mean, if you, if you, you can do anything you put your mind to and it sounds cheesy and it sounds corny, but it's not, it, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you try and you slip up or you relapse or you fail, do it again. As long as you wake up and you're breathing, you can you can try and do it again. 
Absolutely. There's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with trying. It's it, um I mean I'm I'm so proud that you were able to do that. I mean it's it's such a a hard thing to do and and the fact that you were able to do it just I think speaks volumes about you and your inner resolve um which you you know you probably think was lacking but it was always there. Um and you you did do it. So uh, good for you. Thank you. Um I do want to uh um, uh, do a little religious thing. I just wanted to quote somebody. Uh, Go for it. So, uh, Saint Paul in his his first letter to the Corinthians. Um, I just I I was thinking about this when I was lying in bed last night, and you know, burying people and and and, and you know, saying goodbyes. Um, I I truly believe that if you know if you believe in Jesus, uh, if you believe in God, that you know your loved ones will be there hopefully with you and and it you know it might not be in bodily form but it'll be somewhere um and and you'll have that love and spirit and you know you'll have them again in your midst wherever you are and uh you know as saint paul you know himself said you know if if what we're preaching and what i saw and what people saw is not true then everything i tell you is crap he said in vain every don't don't listen to me. You know, I am not gaining anything out of this by telling you that I know this person resurrected from the dead. And and if you truly, you know, believe in your heart, then you will too one day. Um, and, you know, I thought about it again at the, the funeral mass because, you know, the priest was making mention of this sort of stuff. And, you know, he in, in Corinthians 1, he, 121, he said, you know, you know, these people, he mentions um, the Jewish people that rejected Jesus as the Messiah. He said, they ask for miracles. The Greeks that I preach to want something that sounds wise and, and you know, otherworldly. He goes, and we preach that our God was nailed to a cross. And he basically says, I know how insane that sounds. To the Jews who expected him to be the Messiah, he they have a huge problem with this and it's a scandal for them. And the, the, the Gentiles who are the non-Christians think it's just foolish. And I think people to this day still, it, that it comes down to that argument, you know, the Christian message, because it's still a sticking point for people. How can this be? And I see that. And, and all I can say to you is that the little coincidences in my last week and whatnot, I, I truly believe that there is something other than this world other than this materialistic universe that this, you know, is just one part of things. And there are other things that we cannot, you know, conjure up that we cannot fathom. And, uh, you know, he ends, he, we won't know until we're right. there. That's, that's the mystery of life. I right. feel. And he says, you know, when, even when God is foolish, he's wiser than everyone else. And even when God is weak, he's stronger than everyone else. And I, I truly believe that. So th there is something that you should believe in. There is a higher power. And I um, I know most of our listeners, you know, not all of them are. You know, I've had a lot of discussions with, you know, people on Instagram who follow us who are happy, happy atheists as well. And, and God bless them. And I always hope that they find a way. Um, uh, and I just pray for them. But, you know, people can be happy in their own ways. But I, I truly believe there is a higher power. And, I, uh, as as do I, and I feel the same thing. I'm not trying to sit here and put our podcast in a box. Um, I'm open to everyone. So. Me too. 
be, be it whatever your religion you might be, or again, if you are agnostic or atheist, you know, hopefully you'll, you believe in, hopefully you end up believing in something and you'll find right. a way. Even, you know, if you just, I, I, there's something, there should be something everyone believes in because there's so many things we can't describe or explain in this world. You can't explain the love that, that Jim has for his child and wife and, and his friend. And this, this, the same goes right. for you. You can't put that in a measuring be uh, beaker in a lab. There's things that you cannot explain. You know, there's gravity. Why is there gravity? We don't know. We know that it's there. It's invisible, but it's there. Something or someone put these things into this motion and into these. And you could say it's just a cosmic accident, but I, I just, the proofs just lead me elsewhere. You know what I mean? But I, it's just, there's too many things going on that I see in my own life. They called me the cosmic ass accident when I was younger. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, you got anything else? No, uh, that's it. I just um, I wanted to just give my shout out to uh, my my grandfather. Wherever you are, I know you're somewhere, and I I know you weren't, you know, always, uh, you know, the best person you could be. I could say, but you were a father. You were a husband. You were a grandfather, and you recently, most recently, were a great-grandfather. And I know that inside that Grinchish, Grinchish persona, exterior, whatever you call it, um, you did have a good heart, and that's what the animals saw. And they always say animals can tell good people. And you, 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 you it came out on occasion. It, it came out here and there, and uh, not often, but there were those little sunshine rays that I think is what my grandmother is going to miss the most, even though he drove her nuts at times too for 60 years or so. God bless. I can't believe that, um, that they've been together since they were like 14, 15, but um, God bless. And I, I pray for you and I, I hope Jesus took you and you're not scared and you're not suffering anymore. And I hope you're okay. Amen. Uh, is that all you got for your shoutouts? That's it. I am just going to, I just got the usuals. Uh, thanks to Ron for the beats. He can be found at the Keyman one on social media. If you need beats for your project or podcast or what have you, I can be found at the Sober Lens on all social media. Joe is at Sober Lens Joe on Instagram. Links to stream the podcast are in our bios, uh, or there's a link for music artandbrews.com. You can connect with us for more info and go from there. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll God see you bless. next week.